Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Caden, and to my right, my buddy Jesse. Combined, we make Anti-Fogmatic, a podcast where we describe the sight, smell, taste, feel, and finish of three beers. We aim to provide you with a comprehensive guide to what we love and what we hate. At the end of the pints, we will provide you with The Chosen One, a brew we believe that almost anybody would enjoy. And we are back with episode three. Jesse, how's your weekend, man? What did you get good. into? It was good. I, I had a beer from a local restaurant called The Ram. It's the Total Disorder American Porter. Real good. Chocolate oh, caramel. Good, yeah, they, they got good food, but I, I think their beer is a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, that, that never mind. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What did you get into? Uh, this weekend, man, I went to Top Rung Brewing. Met a couple friends there. Uh, the beer that I had was an icicle ale. Let me phrase that. Creamsicle ale. Excuse me. Creamsicle ale by Top Rung. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it was pretty damn good. Uh, after finish was exactly like a creamsicle. Super hoppy finish, in my opinion. Uh, for basic ale, not an uh, IPA. I really enjoyed it, man. I really did. Um, for the three beers this week, I did not find a Boulevard Brewing beer to so try we're not, not going to have that we're not going to have we're not going to be able to compare it i just i couldn't find one that i was interested in okay um so jesse for this week man what are we drinking well you remember uh week uh episode one do you remember the uh the drive-by fruiting absolutely we got that one yeah awesome. it's from of course three magnets that's local here for olympia uh, Olympia, Washington. Uh, next one is a watermelon wheat by Lost Coast Brewing and Cafe out in Eureka, California. And the last one is the Counter Current by Rogue Brewery. Counter Current, man. That one sounds delicious. A little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. Try to keep it a little fruity. Okay. From what I can see. You got the drive-by fruiting watermelon wheat and then current, counter current. It's going to be delicious, man. I'm pretty excited. This isn't... I mean, just... Just reading the labels, it's not my favorite week. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be a, a push for me. Mm-hmm. But week three, I'm going to try and pull some of those flavors out. You know, it's a learning yeah. experience yeah. for me on this hey, one. Man, that's what we're doing here. We're here to talk about beer, act like we know a thing or two about it. I'm definitely acting today. So Yeah. We'll, we'll do I, just have, I just love it, being able to drink. Yeah. I mean, that's what we did this for, right? Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's get going to the beer number one. And starting off, Jesse, Lost Coast Brewery. Hitting us with the watermelon wheat. I take it, since it's a fruity beer, you have not had anything from this brewery. No, no. It's not a go-to for me. Definitely not a go-to. That's why I like doing this with you, man. Our tastes are very different. And uh, so far, it's been all me just shoving fruit down your throat. I mean, if viewers could see us, watermelons, bananas, everything, just shoving it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't think that's a mental image our listeners want right now. But thank you for giving that to them. Yeah, anytime. I'm not sorry about that. But uh, Jesse, watermelon wheat, Lost Coast Brewing. It's known that this beer is the perfect replacement for an actual watermelon at your summer barbecue. Is it? Is it really that known? Not really. I mean, it's a Lost Coast. Okay. But it says it on the can. Well, that's good. So it's got to be. I mean, I'm in, I'm interested. It right. sounds like something that I would drink. During the summertime. Mm-hmm. But it's winter. But it's winter. So. 18 degrees this morning. It was a good morning. It's a good morning. Oh, Chris. Uh, what, I mean, on the can here, we got this dude looking at his beer. 
giant watermelon head man. Um, is it a scarecrow? Or is it just some dude? Uh, it yeah, looks like he's know. drinking. He's probably drinking watermelon wheat too. That's sick. I mean, he probably would. It's is cannibalism. that cannibalism? Probably. Anyways. Yeah. Let's crack into it, man. Let's do it. I didn't open mine early this week. That's good. First smell, dude. Mm, I'm not a fan. Minimal amounts of watermelon. It's a weed ale. It's going to be a little different. It smells like a, a used gum. I'm okay with that. The pour, though, very, very pale. Oh, oh, please no. You know, not, the beer, to me, pours a little hazy. Yeah. It's pale, golden amber color. The During the pour, you know, as the the head came to the top and it would get churned up a little bit, I got more of that watermelon smell from it. Well, it's like a rind of a watermelon. The head's puffy, rocky. Very bubbly. It's kind of like loose, like uh, like Swiss cheese in a sense. Not the smell, just the way it looks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to go for it. Cheers. I guess. We'll see. You should see his face. Wow. That's, dude, it's interesting, right? Now, I've it's... had this beer before. Jesse has not. So I wanted to share it with him. Yeah. yeah it's... it's interesting though, right? It's very sweet. Yeah. Not something I was expecting. I mean, just from the look, it, it feels like a, a dark pilsner, maybe yeah, a lager yeah. in there. But the smell, it's a musty watermelon rind. I it think it smells is. awful, but it's the a little ready. Excellent. Um, you can definitely taste like that. I love this one, dude. It's so good. Like that, it's, it's watermelon and sugar. That's all I get, but it's really good. Yeah. Not syrupy whatsoever. The taste I get, it's like a little grainy. I do get caramel, though, because I get that, that, sh- that syrup-like sweetness. It's definitely the caramel. Yeah, yeah. That... little muddled candied watermelon, in a sense. Like, it's mm. almost fake watermelon tasting. That's a better explanation than yeah. sugary watermelon. Can- candied watermelon. There's notes of cantaloupe I get. Okay, well. It's a little pale. You know. But it's the rind. That's, that's what this taste reminds me of, is like the rinds of these melons. Okay. Carbonation. Little mild, medium, yeah, yeah, you know, not, I mean, it's pretty mild, not the most we've ever had, but definitely not the least. Yeah. Medium body, it's overall generally really smooth for me. Oh, it's it's very smooth. I mean, you could just down this whole glass. Yeah, but at the same time, not saying that it's bad. It's weak. Like the beer itself is a little weak. In terms Why? of, I don't know. I guess that's just not a punch in the mouth. It's just like, hey, what's up? I'm watermelon. How you doing? That's how I get at it. It's like, hey, what's up, girl? I'm Watermelon. What's your name? Okay, okay. You know, it's not like last week. No. First episode where we did the cold brew IPA. I mean, that's just like, whoopow, punch, coffee. Whoopow, punch, hops, IPA. This I mean, that, like, was, that was a good week. I like that week. That was a good, good week. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a bad week. This is a different week. All right. We got the sight, smell, taste. Feeling the finish? I think we're good, man. Let's finish this off. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my bad. Jesse's got more info. I don't. Jesse's burping in the mic. Super rude. So embarrassing. Jeez, Jesse. Give me one second. Um, What about, I mean, Lovabon? Ooh, good looking out. Lovabon scale? It's pale. I'm going to say four. I'm going to do three and a half. Ooh, we close again. All right. What about the lacing? Oh, wait. 
lack of lacing. Yeah. Zero. Little to no lacing, but it's not bad. It's not now, a bad beer. I will say, you know, while you're drinking, it clings, but it doesn't stay there. Yeah, I got it, you. It's, it moves right back down into the beer. Honestly, it makes me feel a little bit better because yeah. I know I'm getting all of it I got you. while I'm drinking. Uh, I feel you. Okay. It makes me a little more bubbly. I do want to say one thing. Shout out to Josh Clark. This yeah, is his favorite beer. Thank you for the recommendation. It's a good, good beer. Thanks, man. It's uh, it's surprising for me. It's definitely not Jesse's flavor, but he's he's putting up with it. I'm not. So, I'm not putting up with it. I think putting like up with is a negative thing. You know, like I tolerate people. Like I tolerate people that work. You know, you know who. Yes, um, me. But hey, this is good. I, I would drink this consistently. Right. It's not bad, man. Yeah. Like get some of these, get that tropical pale ale we had last episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good week. All right, man. Let's kill it. Let's do, do it. it. All right, everybody. That finishes beer number one, episode three. Stay tuned for beer rotations of the week. And for beer rotations this week, I'm going to keep it pretty short and sweet for you guys. We have something new and we got something a little bit older for you. In terms of older, I mean one of the first beers that I've had. This one is going to be by Diamond Knot. I just want to talk about their Nitro Honey Cream Ale sitting at 7 IBUs, ABV of 4.6, and about a scale of 1 on the hot meter. Diamond Knot Brewery is out in Muckleteo. They've been there for quite some time, and it was, like I said, one of the first uh, breweries I've been to and one of the first beers that I've had. They're absolutely one of my favorites. And the last two beers I want to talk to you guys about are going to be over in Odin Brewing. Odin Brewery is located over in Tuckwilla, Washington. Right now, I'm going to talk about their staples. They got the Asgard IPA, as well as Thor's Equinox Stout. We talk about these guys a little bit in one of our episodes. However, if you have not been there, they specialize their beers to taste better with their food and vice versa. They want their food to taste better with their beers and beers to taste better with their food. I mean, you can't argue with that. You got good food and you got good beers. Odin Brewing out there in Tuckwilla, Washington. Pretty chill place out over there in the industrial parks. If you haven't been, I highly recommend it. They got high quality food to go with their high quality beers. All right, and this is going to end it for Beer Rotations of the Week. Go ahead and let us know where you're staying buzzed. You can check us out at AntiFogmaticP on Twitter and head over to Instagram at AntiFogmaticPodcast and tag me in your beer posts. Let us know where you're staying buzzed out there. And welcome back, everybody. So for beer number two, we have Drive-By Fruiting. That was a weekly rotation that we mentioned but way back in episode one. Way back. Two goddamn episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyways, Drive-By Fruiting. This is from Three Magnets. This is a local brewery over here in Olympia, Washington. This beer is considered to be a Berliner-style sour wheat ale fermented with Brett. Do you know what Brett is? It's a type of yeast? I don't know. No? Obviously, I... I don't brew. I don't know too much. However, this yeast is considered to be a wild yeast. It works more slowly, meaning that the beer can be fermented for a while. The yeast is a little less predictable, where it can take up to weeks, months, or even years for the brew to display its full character. That's really cool. Yeah, so this is a sour beer. This is very different than other types of beer. This one had the bottle conditioned for up to 90 days. Okay. Right? So this is naturally carbonated, and this is done by adding a priming solution i.e. water plus some sort of sugar, to flat beer immediately before bottling in order to initiate the re-fermentation process in the bottle. 
It's pretty cool. All Sounds right. cool. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You kind of just spoke gibberish to me because I don't know that if process. I, if I spoke gibberish to you, that means I spoke gibberish to everybody. Basically, before the bottle is capped and stored, they add a priming solution okay. to the flat beer. That priming solution is uh, water and some sort of sugar to the flat beer. And then they cap it and then they let it set for a conditioning or a bottle conditioning of, in this case, 90 days. Okay. So it's a natural fermentation process. All right. Process. That's, I mean, cool. I don't get it, but that's cool. Interesting, right? Yeah, very interesting. So this beer is sour. Okay. I don't know why it took me long to say sour. What? All right. All right. Are you ready to crack this open? I'm ready. This This is awkward now. Sour beer. You. The drive-by fruiting. Drive-by fruiting. I like their... It's a little stubby bottle. It is. It's like a red stripe bottle. Red stripe. Or session? No, yeah. Reminds me of session, the one that has the uh, paper rock and scissors. That just reminds me of camping. That's cool. Just going to the river, drinking stubbies, playing rock, paper, scissors with the bottle caps. Hmm. Barbecuing steaks over some weird cloudy weather. Never did that. My life. Mine's open. I'm waiting on you, man. Well, you're the only one that has the bottle opener. I didn't bring two. Oh, wow. Oh. I told you, dude. (laughs) Alright, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest. The smell. I told you, dude. Whew. It's, it's a uh, sour beer. It's fermented. It's different. It's this is it smells like bad milk. I don't know if any any of y'all watched the Super Bowl this year, but when that girl chewed her, her milk on the Super Bowl commercial, that's what this smells like. I didn't even watch the Super Bowl commercial. Stop. Your descriptions are making me not want to try it. That's it's it's Hmm. Oh, man. What else do I got? Hmm. I'm still smelling. Gaten's poured. I'm still smelling. I get a light little acid or acidic funk. Yeah. But at the same time. Funk. But at the same time, I smell pineapple and I smell mango. More pineapple than anything, though. It smells like a can of pineapple after you've already emptied the pineapple out. Like eight-week-old pineapple. Eight-week-old pineapple. Uh, Actually, it's three-month-old pineapple. (laughs) So, sight, the pour, very hazy can't see through this glass at all it's very pale though i'm gonna give it a one on the level one scale jesse i'm getting there hang on i'm i was still like appalled by the smell that i got dude i told you it's a naturally carbonated naturally fermented sour beer yeah okay so i will agree definitely a one it's very light it's crazy that's incredible super hazy though carbonation looks looks good like pineapple juice right yeah it smell like it? Do you get that yet? Extremely carbonated. Mm. It looks like a soda. I don't think it's going to be as carbonated as we think so. But typically, Berliner style, as well as sour beers, have an extremely low IBUs. For this exact one, I think I found it at 11 or 25. I think it's 25, excuse me. Okay. For the watermelon beer, just so you know, 45. And it had a beer advocate score of 3.43. I don't think I said that. For this one, this is a 4.5% sour, 25 IPUs, with a beer advocate score of 3.63, considered to be good. Okay. So, anyways, Berliner style. I will say, it's opened, it's poured, it smells better now that it's in my glass than it did in the bottle. Thank God. Here we go. All right. Cheers.
Wow. Oh. Oh, that's really good. Um, that's a tart, acidic punch to the mouth. It's very crisp. Wow. Oh, that's good. I feel like I just... Um, I get a lot of bready aftertaste. Bread. Aftertaste is a little bit of bread. It's a little doughy. I, I, it, mm. It's a little... Um, I don't know the word for it. Uh, white wine. Riesling? Yeah. In a sense? A little bit, yeah. Well, that very, is sweet. Very course, fruity. Right? But definitely very fruity. Lacing is okay throughout the gulps. The head of the beer is very, very small. Very, very low carbonation. It's almost fading away with every minute that goes by. But wow, it's good. Oh, wow. All these beers we chose are way too carbonated today. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm so having to much. turn away from the yeah. mic just to let out some air. Yeah. Whew, what else we got? I mean, that's I get a, a little bit of lemon, I think. Okay. Not okay. a lot. Like, yeah. it's a hint. Um, it smells of mango, but I don't get any mango taste. I really get no mango taste. I, I don't tons smell of pineapple, though. anything mango. Aromas, man, it's it smells like a pineapple wine, dude. You're right. I'd recommend this, though. I probably want to try this on tap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would give this to anybody. Um, I mean, a lot it's of people that I know. No, definitely not. A lot of people I know don't drink dark beer. So I would give this to almost all my friends, and I bet they would like it. The one thing I really like about this is that it is a really light beer in terms of color. Lava on scale, like I said, I'm about a one. Yeah, yeah. But it's got so much depth of flavor for being such a light beer that I actually really enjoy it. It's the one thing I feel like a lot of light beers miss out on is the flavor. You agree with that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, And the the fact that they labeled it as a sour beer is, I mean, spot on. It, yeah. It's definitely got that sour hint to it. Yeah, I was able to find this beer at Total Wine in the seasonal section, which was pretty cool. This is like candy. It's it's good. It's, it's really good. good. Yeah. What do you think about that uh, beer aggregate score? 3.6. 3.6? I mean, it's a sour beer. It makes sense, you know, because it's it's not like you're having experts judge it, right? Beer Africa score is just kind of like the beer drinker score accumulation. Yeah. I think it's kind of spot on in the sense, mainly because it is a 3.6 and it is a sour. Okay. Now, personally, I will rate it higher because I like this type of beer more than anything. I like those weird beers. I like the weird flavors. I love my fruity. Obviously, three episodes in, every beer we've had, I believe, has been fruity, except for what? Odin's Gift, Rogue Cold Brew, maybe one more? Yeah. I don't know. I like the fruity beers. This whole episode is all about the fruity beers and the weirdness of them, too. Because there's a lot of different styles. The watermelon is considered to be a fruit beer, which is interesting. So it's actually like the type of beer that it is, where it takes on the characteristics of of that fruit. All right, let's end it, man. How do you feel about the f- like finish of it? The taste, does it linger? How's the body? Very light body to me. Mouth feels almost soda-like, very carbonated. Yeah, definitely soda-like. Uh, the taste, I, I think the taste lingers. You get that... A sour funk? Just like laying yeah. on the back of the tongue there. Yeah, it's a good acidic aftertaste. Acidic funk lingers. Definitely an acidic funk that lingers. The, uh, the burps, though. They're brutal. Probably not what I would say is a specialty of this beer. This gives my teeth a weird feel. It's good, though. I just had, like, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are good. 
I just can't stop thinking of food. Does this pair well? Would you Would you drink this thing? Maybe a tilapia. Honestly, I would probably drink this beer with any food. Good salmon. Good salmon. Yeah, good butter, good pesto. salmon. If If I were getting this, getting somebody into like microbrews or things like that, you know, if they're used to Budweisers and crappy beers like that, I would start with this. Yeah, yeah. It's a good intro. Okay. I mean, Madison is an interesting place. I I'm glad it's here in Olympia. It meets Olympia's culture exactly. It's the same weirdness. Interesting and weird. Yeah, interesting and weird in the best way possible. They used to do these like Wisconsin deep fried cheese curd bites. At the like brewery? Some, you add the brewery with some sort of like pepper jelly. So good. Cool. Yeah. They have this huge 80 inch television and they do a lot of the sounder games where they have chanting, you sing, you do the like sounder chants and songs in the bar. Everybody there does it during the sounders games. That's it's cool. awesome, man. All right. Yeah. All right, let's kill it. Let's finish it. And after beer number two, man, I got to say, other than drinking, this is probably my favorite part of doing this. Beer fact of the week. Yeah, all right. Jesse, I'm giving you another week to do it because you did so good last week. Tell me about it, man. What's the uh, what's the fact of the week? Well, let me ask you this first. Um, do you want to learn something about women or learn something about Egypt? Personally, I always want to learn something about women. Okay. Okay. Well, either way, you're going to get both because they kind of tie into each other. Okay. Um, I didn't mean to do that. It just it's how it worked out. All right, man. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with Egypt. So... You know the Giza pyramids, right? Oh, totally. Those big triangle things out in the middle of Egypt. Really hot. Yeah, yeah, those ones. The workers were actually paid in beer. Yeah. To make the pyramids? To make the pyramids. Four to five liters a day. So there's a archaeologist. His name is Patrick McGovern. He works out of the University of Pennsylvania. Patrick McGovern. McGovern, yeah. He actually does a lot of work about old, ancient ways of brewing. Um, he loves beer, from, from what I've read. I don't know him personally. Uh, and yeah, he actually discovered that in old tablets that were actually pay stubs. They would get paid in beer. And while I was researching all this, uh-huh. I did find out, and this kind of makes sense, women were the first professional brewers, and they're called brewsters. You know, I feel like I actually heard that from somewhere. I don't know where, but I feel like I've, I've heard or at least known that women were the first brewers. Yeah. I mean, they're the first thing. First one to have children. If you think about it, men way back in the day, you know, in the, in the BC time frame. Yeah. I think they're still the only ones, the first, the first ones to have children. Um, they were at home cooking, gathering the crops and everything. So they came up with the idea of beer and it was actually discovered throughout time that they were the ones that were getting paid to brew the beer while the men were still out working and that went all the way up until about the 17th century and then it became a man's uh industry yeah a man's industry yeah man always taking things away from women just absurd it's insane good beer fact of the week man all right so for for beer number three what do we got caden well, this one's a good one, man. This one's by Rogue Brewery. This one's called Counter Current, and it's got currants in it, man. Cool. Rogue's Farm out in Independence, Oregon. They grow 10 varieties of hops. They use those hops in their beers. They also grow pumpkins, honey, as well as, you guessed it, currants. They grow these for their brewers out in Newport, Oregon, and they utilize everything that they grow in their beers. 
Still fairly uncommon in the United States, black currants have a Cabernet Sauvignon-like intensity. Coming in a tall boy style, decorated in a matte white can with deep purple currants bursting from the middle of the, of the display. On the can by the barcode in the bottom, it has recommended food pairings. I found this kind of interesting. It says white cheddar, steamed mussels, as well as lemon ice cream. I, uh, the white cheddar and the ice cream sounds good. I'm yeah, not going to eat steamed mussels. You don't like mussels, dude? No, no. They don't have onions in them. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound good. They just look like little boogers. Thanks. Yeah, that's helping me right now, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously, as a kid, yeah. you never ate your own boogers. What a loser. Oh. So, what do we got for ABVs? ABVs? 6.40. This one's coming in about 2% more than all the other ones. Okay. And IBUs? 11, my man. 11. That's really low. Very, very low. Man, I don't even know what I'm going to... Yeah, I don't know. I can't wait to taste that. I don't think I've ever had an 11. Really? It's probably going to be... No, the sour that we just had was actually more hoppy... Or not hoppy, more carbonated, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the uh, Beer Advocate score? Beer Advocate score has it sitting at a 3.63 out of 5. Okay. Which is considered to be good on their spectrum. All right. Well, I mean, we'll judge that, you know. Dare, risk, dream... The model of road. Let's yeah. crack into it. Let's do it. Oh, dude. It's purple. Smelling it? Mm. I smell the berry. Oh, my God, dude. It's literally the blood of currants. It smells really good. Yeah, dude. It smells like a, a red wine. Cabernet Makes sense Sauvignon. why they say that. And uh, I, I agree with you. Currants are using a lot of Cabernet Sauvignon. This is grape juice. I'm pouring grape juice into my glass. It's not grape juice. It's currants, Jesse. Wow. Well, being a dark red pour, definitely can't see through my glass. Yeah. Hazy pour, beautiful pour. The head is pretty thick in a sense. It is a little airy, but it's still thick. It's kind of sitting there. It's resting. A little bubbly, a little Swiss cheese almost. Not as loose. Not as loose. No. Can't wait, dude. I want to drink it. I mean, it... wow. Dark, dark dork but it's a red like dark yeah it's it's bright red it's not like a red ale it's like a deep purple i'll say it jesse grape juice grape juice that's what it is man let's get into it man all right first drink here we go cheers oh how do you feel about that it's uh no ibus zero it's definitely a if I had to compare it in, in simple terms, a carbonated red wine. Honestly, it's a really good description. But it's more than that. It's 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 more tart than any wine I've ever had. Very tart, which I like. I like that tartness. Not too sweet. It's a little dry. It I is like dry. That. Now, even though I smell some funk, I get no funk in the taste. It is very syrupy to me, though. Mm, let me That's see. why I feel like the lemon ice cream would be really good with that, because the... The syrupy on it would really linger on the lemon ice cream. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fat kid at heart, dude. I'm going to need some white cheese. You got any? Yeah, that's actually... Wow. Well, aromas, I mean, it says it in the name. The only thing I get is currants. Yeah. I get the tartness, sourness almost. A little acidic? Very acidic. In my yeah. Opinion. I kind of taste the syrupy, acidic-y in the, in the taste that lingers. It's a, th- it's a thick body, I think. Think it's a heavy body? Yeah. 
But it's not uh, heavy like a stout. No. Definitely not no. heavy like a stout. But it's more than the sour that we had. It's more than the... The watermelon wheat. Watermelon wheat. Yeah, that's, that's number right. one, it's man. way heavier than watermelon wheat. Yeah. It's a good one to finish at. 6.4%, six six 11 IBUs, middle of the packed beer advocate score. I really have no complaints with this. It's a good beer. It's a, it's a dinner beer, maybe with a steak or something. Yeah, just like a Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Sauvignon Blanc. You keep coming back to that. I, I guess there's a, there's a reason. What about the lacing? I got some really good lacing. I'm not getting any lacing. I think I'm just drinking mine too quick. You probably poured yours wrong again. Honestly, I usually do. I like that the head is the color of the alcohol of the beer. That deep purple. Yeah, that's a... It's a cool... I don't know. Characteristic of the beer? Of how they yeah. brewed it with something different? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. I'm not getting any flavor of malt or any flavor of hops. Mm-mm. Just a, a current alcoholic beer. I can't recommend this one enough. I'm going I'm to finish off my tall boy. And as Jesse and I finish off beer number three, we want to say thank you for hanging out and listening to us here at Anti-Fogmatic. Beer number one, Watermelon Wheat by Lost Coast Brewing. Jesse, how'd you feel about it, man? That was, it was surprising. Um, yeah. Probably the one of the better ones I had today, especially for a fruit beer. Um, 5% ABVs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. The IBUs, 45, which that caught me off guard. It didn't feel like a 45, but it was, it was nice and easy to drink. Um, beer Advocate score, again, You know they gave it a 3.4. How do you bring it up to that? To me, it's accurate. You know, it it's, sits it's, there, right? It's not my favorite. Because I'm a stout and you know porter drinker, but mm-hmm. it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It was a good beer. It was a good beer. It's a little weak, like I meant, a little flat in a sense, but that's the ty- type of beer it is. It's a fruit beer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, for beer number two, we had one by Three Magnets, local mm-hmm. out here in Olympia, Washington. One of my pl- favorite places to go to watch soccer. Uh, we had this sour Berliner style ale. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Drive by it. fruiting. Drive by fruiting. Love that word. Love that Love those it. words. Uh, overall, for you, man, I got to say it was a huge surprising beer. Uh, the way that you responded was not how I thought. I don't think you're gonna going to enjoy it at all. I'm really not looking forward to Stout Week because that's going to be my least favorite week. It's going to be Dark Week. It's a trade-off. Tell you. Dark like my heart. Uh, ABVs, what do we have on that one? ABVs, 4.4%, Jesse. Okay, okay. Beer advocate score, 3.63. I, I would agree for with that. For a sour beer, I yeah. agree with it. For a summertime beer, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know. It is seasonal. It's winter. It's a sour beer. It's a little interesting. Overall, I thought it was really good, though. And then finally, beer number three, man, Countercurrent. This is a different beer. It defines the motto on the can, dare, risk, dream. That's the definition of rogue. I, I couldn't describe that brewery any better, and they put that all over their cans. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do and you I, feel about this? They nailed it with, with this one. Um, you know, the, the grape juice... The Savernier, as you keep calling it, um, it's different, right? Cabernet it's Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, no, we. Uh, it's, oh, we. This beer is red. Like that, I think that's cool. Dork. Um, but I mean, IB, ABVs, excuse me, were 6.4. So yummy. Um, IBUs were 11. Ah, that to me is surprising. Um, it's a little bitter and dry. I think the IB, IBV should be, IBUs, excuse me, should be more around. 1920, okay. just because of that bitterness. You can get a little uh, more hops in there? Just a little bit, okay. yeah. Uh, I think that's the current, though. I really do. I think uh, it's just the bitterness. I've never had, like, 
currents by themselves, so I'm not 100. percent Definitely, but I feel that like a lot of the currents really give you that that hop, not hoppy, but that really bitter finish. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. A little syrupy. Beer advocate score on this guy was the 3.6. Um, and I, I do enjoy a, a good red wine, so I agree with this one. I, I agree with every beer I could score this week. Uh, Jesse, what's your, what's your, what's your personal pick of the week? Oh wow, uh, you know, um, it's the, it's the drive-by fruiting. Yeah, that was a delicious beer. That honestly impresses me because, or surprises me because I did not think you're gonna enjoy a sour beer. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I just didn't think you would. I mean. To be fair, I I enjoy sour candy. I got you. I don't like a, as much as others chocolate candy, and it's the reverse from my beer. I like the darks, and my beers, my chocolates, my my oatmeal's, things like that. That's how I am. I prefer when it comes to sweets, chocolate all day. Yeah. When it comes to beers, knocking me the fruit. Yeah, no, that, that was a good beer, and it was nice because it didn't fill me up. Like I could drink ton of that, feel great, and still eat a big meal. Okay. Two stouts, and I'm full for the for the day. True. Very true. Yeah. Well, for me, I got to say, man, for my favorite beer or my choice, I'm going to go with the uh, Counter Current. Really? I, I like the Tall Boys. It is a little too syrupy. Okay. But I like the 6.5%. I love the Tall Boy. And as you know, I love beer that comes out of Oregon. I love Bend, Astoria, Newport. I love those areas. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised, actually. Not, not anymore. <clears throat> well... What they've all been waiting for, Jesse. Let's give them the chosen one, man. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, for me, it's still going to be the drive-by fruiting. That's what I was going to say, man. 100%. That is the chosen one. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you like ciders, you hate stouts, you only like mustard, you drink ranch out of a cup. I don't care. Yeah. The drive-by fruiting is the beer for you. It, you're going to like it. We wouldn't lie to you. And it's, as I said before, it's a beer that you could get your buddies who drink Bud Light or Miller Light. This is their intro beer into the, the micro beer. And if you have buddies that drink Bud Light and Miller Light, Andrew, it probably shouldn't be your buddies. Well, I mean, we accept everybody, Caden. It's okay. That's right, we do. 